This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 93, and today we hear about bats, pangolins, and the coronavirus. Visit the zoo, and I am your host, Frederick Fishman, with a little bit of a frog in my throat. But you know what? I really do want to get back at again, so we're going to give it a shot. I am the author of the 12 book, 120 animal Visit to the Zoo series of books that are in Kindle and print, and also on audiobook form, too. The first three, at least, on audible.com. And the books, all of them, are on amazon.com. And we do have a place, by the way, where you can leave a message or a comment about anything you hear. And that's at curie.fm slash visit the zoo. And that's spelled K-Y-R-I-E dot F-M forward slash visit the zoo. And I also want to thank you very much for joining me today. And you may want to check out some of our gear. Uh, we are in a crusade for plastic bags, trying to eliminate them everywhere. And we've got some excellent reusable bags. You can go to Zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash Zooswear, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R. And we have 135 different designs uploaded which comes out to about 21,000 products. So there's something for you to check out and pick if you'd like. In today's episode, we're going to concentrate on the pandemic that's sweeping the world now, the coronavirus. There's so much to discuss about it. Of course, we could go on for hours, but we're going to take one little slice of it. So let's get started. And with things getting back, well, not to normal, but to the start of normal here at the very end of May, I do have one news story. That's how we usually start out with a news story. And this is from the Toronto Zoo. And the title of the story is Toronto Zoo's new drive through experience is officially opening on Saturday. That was last week on Saturday. And the story reads, this is... Um, from Toronto, Canada, of course. Fire up your engines because a wild safari ride awaits uh, you. After months of closure, the Toronto Zoo is finally planning an opening of its doors. And although your visit is going to be a little bit different, and instead of wandering the attraction, you'll be enjoying the adorable sights from your car. So mark your calendars because the Toronto Zoo's driving experience is officially launching this weekend. That was on Friday, March the 22nd. Last week, the zoo released its opening plan, which involves visitors remaining in their vehicles while touring the attraction. And this drive-through experience is now underway, and it began on May the 23rd. Tickets will go on sale, and they are on sale, but they must be purchased online and in advance. We are so excited to introduce this new experience to our guest, Dolph DeJong, Chief Executive Officer, said in a press release. We have truly missed welcoming people to our Toronto Zoo, and this is a new and innovative way for our guests to enjoy the zoo in the safety of their own vehicles. 
The new scenic safari drive-through experience allows visitors to experience the attraction from a new perspective. The 3.4-kilometer route uses walkways and staff-only roads to take you on a drive through the tour. The entire journey will take about 45 minutes to one hour to complete. You'll adventure through a lion cave in the African savanna and explore areas such as Indo-Malaya. You can tune in to a guided audio tour of the safari available through the zoo's podcast. Admission for cars with two people or less will cost $44. Ouch. And cars with three or more people will cost you 59 Members will be offered a lower rate. The zoo requires that guests only travel with household members. And the address of that, if you are in Toronto, is 2000 Meadowvale Road. And that is in Toronto, Canada. So that's a quick news story about what some zoos are doing trying to reopen. And I wanted to give you animal descriptions this week that that kind of match what we're talking about, the coronavirus. And the story, I think, that is not getting too much attention, there's some talk about it, but maybe, but maybe later on there'll be more emphasis placed on it. And that is, how did this thing get started in Wuhan, China? Probably before the first of this year, sometimes before the end of 2019. And the theory was that the virus escaped from the so-called wet markets that sell a strange variety of animals that people bought as food, concocted as medicinal and fanciful and nonsense belief systems of health and well-being. The theory goes is the COVID-19 virus transferred from these animals in this so-called wet market in Wuhan, China through what's called zoonosis, where Diseases travel from animals to people. And the two most suspect animals are bats and pangolins. I don't think you've ever heard of a pangolin, but I'll get into that in a second. Bats you probably know. Pangolins, not so much. So let's talk about the pangolins first. In the meat of the pangolin, he is used, supposedly, to increase intelligence of an individual. And the tail of the pangolin is used to prevent against a snake bite and to provide spiritual protection. That's what they believe. The blood and claws of a pangolin are used for protection against witchcraft, while the intestines of the pangolin are used for good luck. These pangolins, some people find them ugly and some find them beautiful. And others find them delicious, nutritious, and medicinal and spiritual. They look sort of like an armadillo. They've got a longer snout, longer tail. They range in length from about 11 to 19 inches. They are covered by these large overlapping scales. Like I said, they and the bats have been fingered by some as the cause of the current coronavirus epidemic. Some believe that their hardened scales have some mythical and medicinal healing power, and they are sold in these wet markets. Their appearance is 
much like a pine cone with a head and a long tail. They have long tongues up to 16 inches long. They have short legs and sharp claws. And they stink from a horrible smelling gland in their anus. Sounds appetizing, doesn't it? They are nocturnal animals, and their food of choice are ants. They live in rotted-out trees and in ground burrows as well. They have poor vision, and they rely mostly on their sense of smell and hearing. They are solitary creatures. Pangolins are in high demand for Chinese traditional medicine. Therefore, they are considered highly endangered. Their meat is considered a delicacy. Why, I don't know. There's an estimated 100,000 of these captured and killed each year, and it won't take long at that rate before they're gone. And are they the cause of the current coronavirus? I don't know. I've got an article coming up about that here at the end, and we'll talk about that. The other possibility that experts have raised is that bats are the cause of the coronavirus. They also are sold in these wet markets in China, which I believe recently they've banned, by the way. But good luck in stopping something like that. Bat dung or guano is collected as fertilizer. The negatives of bats, they are natural reservoirs for pathogens, diseases, rabies, and bacteria. And they are top of the list when it comes to the possible carrier for the coronavirus. So they're found in these wet markets with the pangolins who buy them and cook them and eat these bats. They are in contact with humans. And if they are the starting point, which is in debate, then good luck trying to eliminate them because you're not going to do that. They fly constantly, moving their wings constantly. They don't glide at all. And the fastest bat on the planet is a Mexican free-tailed bat, which has been clocked in at a ground speed of 160 miles per hour. Their forearms or four limbs are converted by nature into wings so they can fly and that's how they motivate other than hanging from caves and under bridges. And the smallest bat is called the kitty's hognose bat at 6.5 inches long. And the largest bat is the giant golden crown flying fox, which is five feet and seven inches in wingspan. Bats comprise over 20% of all classified mammals. There are 1,200 different species of bats. They eat some fruit, but they also eat a lot of insects. And most bats are nocturnal, like the pangolins. They live in caves and other hideaways. And they're found around the world, except in the frigid regions of the world. And maybe one of the most famous bats are the vampire bats, and they feed on blood, mostly cattle, and mostly at night. So, the pangolins and the bats, two possibilities. Then you've got a couple of articles that just came out as I was putting this together. And this these came out today, by the way. The first article is from CNN. It's about the pangolins may have been the incubation spot for the novel coronavirus. And a deep dive into the genetics of the coronavirus shows that it seems to have spent some time infecting both bats and pangolins, this article says. Like I told you earlier, before it jumped into humans, researchers said on Friday, pangolins, also known as scaly anteaters, are sold in, in China's food and have been a prime suspect. Yet researchers said it is too soon to blame the pangolins for the pandemic. 
a third of animal species may have played host to the virus before it spilled over into people. The team analyzed 43 genomes from three strains of coronavirus that infect bats and pangolins that resemble the new COVID-19 virus. In our study, we demonstrated that indeed SARS-CoV-2 has a rich evolutionary history that included a reshuffling of genetic materials of bats and pangolin coronavirus before it acquired its ability to humans. Elena Gregori, a staff scientist at Los Alamos National Laboratory who worked in the study. Well, I don't know. Who knows? And yet there's another article came out the same day. It contravenes what I just told you. Chinese scientists say that coronavirus didn't originate at a live animal market in Wuhan, pushing back against U.S. officials where the pandemic began, according to a report. China's top epidemiologist, Gao Fu, said samples taken from the wholesale market where the deadly virus was reportedly first passed to humans failed to show the links between animals sold there and the pathogen, according to the Wall Street Journal. It now turns out that the market is one of the victims, Gao told the state-run media in China. The director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Wang Yani, also shot down accusations that it came from a lab or for the wet market. So there you have it. You've got some evidence that bats and pangolins, so you have some evidence that bats and pangolins are the source. The Chinese say no. And when this is going to be resolved, I don't know. But right now we've got a problem of combating this thing. So let's hope there's a vaccine soon to get there. Okay, this is usually a time where I read a poem here at the end of the podcast. And usually it's something very obtuse and uh, and not related to the rest of the podcast. But I found one that's perfect, this poem. This is from the po- uh, Poetry Foundation. I found this online. And this is a poem that was written by D.H. Lawrence. The title of his poem, Bat. At evening, sitting on this terrace, when the sun from the west, beyond Pisa, beyond the mountains of Carrara, Departs and the world is taken by surprise. When the tired flower of Florence is in gloom, beneath the glowing brown hills surrounding, when under the arches of the Ponte Vecchio, a green light enters against stream, flush from the west, against the current of obscure Arno. Look up and you see things flying between the day and the night. Swallows with spools of dark thread, sewing the shadows together. A circle swoop and a quick parabola under the bridge arches where light pushes through. A sudden turning upon itself of a thing in the air, a dip in the water, and you think the swallows are flying so late. Swallows? Dark air life looping. Yet missing the pure loop, a twitch, a twitter, an elastic shudder in flight, and serrated wings against the sky, like a glove, black glove, thrown up at the light, and falling back, never swallows. The swallows are gone. At a wavering instant, the swallows gave way to bats, by the Ponte Vecchio, changing guard, bats, and an easy creeping in one scalp as the bats swoop overhead, 
flying madly. Pipistrello, black piper, on an infinitesimal pipe. Little lumps that fly in the air and have voices indefinite, wildly vindictive. Wings like bits of umbrella, bats. Creatures that hang themselves up like an old rag to sleep and disgustingly upside down. Hanging upside down like rows of disgusting old rags and grinning in their sleep, bats. In China, the bat is symbol for happiness, but not for me. And that is a wrap for this episode number 93 of Visit the Zoo. And I want to thank you very much for joining me and hope that you'll check in again for another episode coming up soon for Visit the Zoo. And above all, from all of us here at Visit the Zoo, please know that we are thinking about you. We hope you stay safe. hope that life for all of you returns to normal. Hang in there. Be strong. All will get better for all God's creatures here on earth. Take care and bye for now.